Hi, everyone. This is Earl Holland of the Sports Refuge Podcast. I know it's been a while since we've had an episode released, but don't worry, we'll have one coming up very soon. But first, I wanted to present to you this special crossover episode featuring the hosts of the Movies and a Meal crew, Ben Penserga, Keith Demko, and Brad Wilkins, as we talk about the 2003 movie Head of State starring Chris Rock. We thought this was a good time to do this movie, especially with all that was going on in the political climate, and we thought we needed a good laugh. So I hope you enjoy this special crossover with the Movies in a Meal crew. And don't forget to check out our next episode featuring my nephew, Chaudry Johnson, coming out very soon. Until then, this is Earl Holland saying thanks for listening, have a good one, and don't forget to vote. Hey guys, welcome to episode 115 of Movies in a Meal podcast where we talk about movies and other things while we eat. And uh, I'm your host, Ben, and I'm joined by Keith and Brad. What's up? And our special guest, the podfather himself, uh, Earl Holland. (laughs) How you doing, Earl? I'm all right. I am. I am excited to be back. It's been a very long time. Things have been so crazy. I've sort of been uh, the podfather has been sort of derailed, so to speak, <laughs> when it comes to some of the podcasts and things like that. But I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad to talk about this movie that we've been discussing for a while. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, Earl. Earl obviously is uh, the the host and creator of um, Sports Refuge uh, podcast, um, and you know he's pretty much like part of the uh, one of the main points of the uh, our podcast universe. I think between us and uh, um, what you should read podcasts and the crossovers mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, but mm-hmm. I wanted to have Earl on. You know, we're recording this on November second. It's the day before the election. Um, and so I want to talk about one of my favorite movies. I know it's one of Earl's favorite movies and, uh, Keith enjoys it too. And Brad, uh, we'll see. Um, but, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, Hey now, Brad is a soldier. Yeah. He watched the whole thing. It's, 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 it's all right. It's an all right movie. We're going to so. talk about, uh, 2003's Head of State starring Chris Rock. Um, geez, Robin Gibbons, Dylan Baker, Lynn Whitfield, Bernie Mac. Uh, Nick Searcy, yeah, most of the most of the wire cast. Nick Searcy, yeah. there, there's a bunch of people. Um, Kamala Jones, yeah, um, you know, in uh, just random cameos. Uh, Marno Joiner's in this movie. Tracy Jordan, Tracy Jordan, Tracy Morgan, Tracy Jordan, yeah. Tracy Morgan, Tracy Morgan, uh, and um, you know some other folks. Uh, R.I.P. First of all, R.I.P. to Nate Dog. R.I.P. to Bernie Mac, and R.I.P. to the guy who played Bob Arnett. They all passed away, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's a it's a great movie. Um, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Brad to read the summary real quick, and then um, I'm gonna get everyone's impression, first impression, starting with you, Earl. But Brad, what's this movie about? As always, summary courtesy of IMDb. Um, when a presidential candidate dies unexpectedly in the middle of the cam- of a campaign, Washington D.C. Alderman Mays Gilliam is unexpectedly picked as his replacement. All right. Okay. So this movie came out in 2003. It's, uh, I think, written and directed by Chris Rock. I think as long as I've known Earl, we've, we've liked this movie. But uh, I'm going to go with you. I'll, Earl, I'll, I'll let you have your first impressions, too. I go back to seeing this movie. 2003, I was down in Orlando, Florida. I was still in college at the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Um, actually, me and a couple of friends of mine uh, were on the Honda Campus All-Star Challenge team. And during the break of play... It had to be either Friday or Saturday. So we walked down from the hotel in Orlando to downtown Disney. And this movie is playing in the theater. 
<laughs> and we decided, you know, good team bonding activity. We go see it. And yeah. And I think about it, <laughs> we were rolling throughout the movie and there feels like there's never a downside of the movie. There's always something that keeps you laughing. Mm-hmm. If I compare it to a movie, I'll compare it to half big. Half-Baked, another movie that I know you like as well, man. But the thing is this, where Half-Baked just keeps going, going, and then to a certain point drops off. Maybe it's symbolic of of what the movie is representing. But had to say there were laughs throughout. And I feel like you can just go from the soundtrack, which DJ Quick had a huge, huge impact on, just from all the music from Nate Dogg, from DMX, to Jay-Z and Albie Shore showing up in there and Outkast. It was a pretty good soundtrack. And I think sometimes for, for a movie like this, and I always have my hesitations with Chris Rock as an actor because sometimes what he projected on stage doesn't always come off as funny in a movie. And that's happened a lot. Outside of what, uh, top five? Maybe in a maybe I think I love my wife. That might be one where it's solid. Other times his performances just feel like, you know, I'd just rather see him do stand up. And there and there's a lot of comedians where it's the other way around where Mike Epps is great in a movie. His stand up, eh. Same for Tracy Morgan. He's great on 30 Rock. I tried to go through his stand up. I just couldn't do it. Well, they joke about how bad his stand up is on 30 Rock, and they're right. Well, I had the same thing. I if I remember correctly, I, I definitely saw this movie in the theater. And if I remember correctly, when I worked at the paper, for a while, they did this thing where it was like 24 hours, where each we kind of like did 24 hours in Salisbury. And, you know, we had to write a, a specific hour or whatever. And um, I did a ride along for a couple hours. And but it was like, it was like eight or nine at night. So I had some time to kill after work. So I, I saw this movie. And then if I, if, again, if I remember correctly, then I went on a two hour ride along or one hour ride along with uh, SPD with uh, Milton Rodriguez, actually, uh, who's still uh, with the force. And uh, yeah, who's still with the SPD. So, but yeah, this is definitely one of the better Chris Rock movies um, as far as acting and all that, even though it is kind of flimsy still, but uh, before we really get deep into that, um, Keith, uh, why don't you talk about it? You know, I like political satires. This is not the best, but I watched it again, and it's right up there. You know, Earl's right. The laugh, It starts a little slow, but the laughs, the laughs are nonstop. And even though it's silly, it's broad silly, and it's a satire, it doesn't, it's not dated at all. You know, like, like you said, um, it's a good thing the cast is deep, because rock is fun, but there's a lot of good people in this, and... I like it even more. I probably I saw it in theaters the first time, but I like it even more now. It, it holds up very well. Yeah, yeah. there's some. Um, it does, and there's uh, some cringeworthy there, moments. There's you know? some cringeworthy <laughs> moments, and it's some of it where, unfortunately, <laughs> comedy and satire have actually blend into reality. Like uh, it's actually that's the thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Brad, I'm interested because um, you know politics really isn't your jam anyway. No. Uh, we, we we've kind of. We've really run Brad through the gauntlet in the last couple of days because he watched the romance, he watched Love and Basketball, and now he had to, he had to watch a politically focused <laughs> movie. But what did you think, Brad? I'm going to be honest here. Yeah. Um, honest. The second half of the movie is, I would say, miles better than the first half of the movie. I just, the first, I would say, like 30, 40 minutes, I just could not get into it. Um, I mean, the humor was there. I just, it just didn't click with me. Like Earl mentioned, Chris Rock's acting can be 
hit and miss at best. And I think it really missed a lot in the first uh, first half of the movie. I just it felt like he was trying to do a stand up, but it just kind of did like half enthusiasm. I mean, it just I don't know. It just didn't click with me. So but uh, but yeah, just just broad. I mean, I, the second half of the movie saved it. And I think really Bernie Mac was a lifesaver in that movie. Um, I really do. So uh, but I don't want to get too in depth, but I, it, it was it was an OK movie. I think if um, Bernie Mac was introduced sooner, I think it would probably be better. I think the I think everything just clicks when he's there. So I know Earl, you had some notes on it. Um, do you have a couple of favorite scenes you want to talk about, Earl? Yeah, there are. Um, yeah, of course. I'm going to get to this right away. For a lot of you film buffs who have seen maybe Airplane and you see Robert Stack coming into the plane, the airport as Rex Kramer, that had to be an homage. What Bernie Mac did coming off the train, uh, <laughs> doing it, it felt like it was scene for scene from airplane because you know i'd always seen that we always laughed as soon as he got off the train and started smacking people that is just like um like i said where rex kramer comes off and starts punching people when he gets into the airport terminal and and i just couldn't i couldn't let that i couldn't let that slide because like for a long time oh so that's what his they got it from yeah that is huge um interestingly enough lynn whitfield was very underrated in this movie. Yeah. I feel like she, you know, she doesn't get her enough uh, credit for a lot of her roles. She's in the past, she played Josephine Baker. And then of course, for probably some of the people who will end up watching this, she they'll remember her as the mom from the cheetah girls. And, uh, you know, it's, this is probably, Oh, and I forgot a thin line between love and hate. That was definitely one, probably up there. One of those roles, maybe not as, you know, is she waiting for going to exhale too? Or no. You know, I don't know. I know that was what Lila Rashawn, Angela Bassett, um, um, Whitney, and um, yeah, there's a fourth one. Oh, I can't think of her. I can't think of her name. It was on the, the mom on the Carmichael show. I think Brad is looking. At, Brad is looking it up right now. But the yeah, the one part in that the train scene with Bernie <laughs> Mac, the third one was like, hey brother, can you get this mixtape? And you can tell, like, you can watch Bernie Mac. He's winding up, yeah. and he's really gonna give it to that guy. And then the other part, too, when um, he meets, you know, Mays, who's running for president, uh, meets him at the train, and there's a throng of reporters there. And there, has been, there was an incident where uh, Chris Rock's character was taken out of context, and the reporter was like, how do you respond to allegations or whatever? Like, you know, what do you think about your brother's missteps? And he's like, the Bernie Mac is just great, where he's just like, he's like, Lady, he already apologized. What else do you want him to do? It's like, that's why nobody likes you. Yeah. <laughs> his thing about the bail bonds, when he's a bail bond and he's on the news and he's just talking about his background, <laughs> how he, they, how America's back to, you know, bailed out everybody else yeah. and things like that. That is, that is just perfect. And that is, that's Bernie Mac to a T, which unfortunately, I feel like, unfortunately, that his death or his premature death really, uh, hampered his career because I think now he would have had so many different things he could have started in. just from what after Soul Men up to now yeah. I think there have been plenty of things and he could have been an easy film for anything I did want to mention that one of the things I saw and I know we'll probably get uh, deep into it some of the themes I saw tokenism uh, and, and inverted nod to not only 2008 yeah. to what we saw but 2016 about an outsider coming in and, you know, and sweeping up. So there, and maybe it was an inadvertent nod to 2016, definitely inadvertent nod to 2008. Cause I don't think anybody expected what happened in 08 
more sixteen to happen. Well, I think I think Mays Gillian and David Palmer open up the floor to Obama. That's what I think. So <laughs> what about Morgan Freeman? Yeah. <laughs> Morgan Freeman was president like three times in movies. Yeah, Morgan Freeman too. Morgan yeah, Freeman too. Right. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, a couple quick asides here. Um, she was not in Waiting to Exhale. Okay. Uh, Lynn Whitfield was not. Um, also, the Burning Mac scene, I think that was kind of when I started, I think the movie just kind of did a little turnaround for me and I started enjoying it a little more and, and just laughing. In fact, when when I, I told Ben about my um, my, my um, like slight dislike for the first half of the movie, Ben's just like, wait for the train scene. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I was like, no, I saw it. And I texted him back. I was like, you're right. That was fun. <laughs> so, um, also, I, I, we had conversation. Matt and I had conversation about that, where there was a lot of um, you could see a kind of sort of like um, some semblance between what was happening in 2008 and 2016 with what uh, Mays Gillian was doing. So, I'm, I'm glad that was brought up too. So, I mean, the speeches there. I mean, they're actually well written speeches. Yeah. You know, when Chris Rock is like, you know, he flips it. Uh, he flips. Brian Lewis on on his head about him being you know not experienced and all that and you know being an amateur and all that and yeah. that's actually a decently written uh, speech uh, so but um, I, I don't know Keith would, do you have any favorite scenes anything you would like in particular well, you know, the things that, the things that really worked on the stretch when he really gets running and they do the uh, political ads back and forth mm-hmm. oh <laughs> first when they blow up the white, they blow up the white house yeah and then it gets worse i yeah. mean and the thing is the ads have not gotten any better since no, then. no. when they have when they're doing the voiceover for bin laden and what is it um there's a klansman guy like, and, <laughs> and maze may supports cancer yeah, you know? yeah. Well, those were really those were yeah. really really good and yeah you know? you're right man sadly they're they're only maybe a half notch yeah. of what we're seeing from yeah, yeah. real life so. exactly so. and the whole stretch I mean, of the the bus and you know, I like Dylan Baker a lot. Yeah, um, he's um, I think he's he, was, under- he was in the Americans yeah. after this, and um, yeah. he's a really good actor. Yeah, he's very underrated. I I, I really love him in this too. He's pretty good. So, but um, I was telling these guys, did it throw you, Earl, that Nick Searcy, you know, Brian Lewis is a chief chief of staff running guy. He almost looks like Dylan Baker. He looks a lot. He looks like young Dylan Baker. So um, I, I remember <laughs> when I watched in the beginning, I thought, are they twins? Or it's like Dylan Baker <laughs> playing the same guy. No, I just, uh, Brad, I'm sorry, Brad, you, I mean, what other kind of scenes that you like? I know you didn't like it as much, but. Um, I do, I do love, uh, when they're showing Bernie Mac, uh, just, um, kind of just going through the, the, um, the media interview, oh, yeah. um, uh, just, just him just retorting to everything, just pulling it off. Well, I did. I what do you know about NATO, sir? Yeah. <laughs> what do you know about NATO? It's like, yeah. what do you know about NATO chickens? Or the other one, he's like. We have a call. We have a call from Reggie from Chicago. He's like, <laughs> I can't even do it. He's yeah. like, you said it was your brother. <laughs> you said it was your brother. That's how you got your job. The call is like, yo, man, where's my money? He's like, don't get it. Like, don't bother me with that bull. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. I, I did like that. I did like uh, – um, those who might not know, I am a wrestling fan. I do like the little nod that they had him <laughs> in TNA and have him get hit with a guitar and just get his, the, his butt kicked. I did love that. Um, I noticed that that was a weird thing in the Wikipedia because whoever whoever updated the Wikipedia was a big wrestling fan. They were very specific because they're like, so-and-so in this movie, so-and-so is shown having the title, though in real life, he never had the title. Like, it was something like BB Jane slash Road Dog never held a heavyweight title, but Ron Killing slash R-Truth and Jeff Jarrett have held the world, some semblance of a world championship. 
Yeah, yeah, they and, have. So. And there's the Mystics. I mean, that's the thing too. I mean, that whole thing. Um, he, uh, you know, he was at an Orioles game yeah. and uh, Mystics game, right? I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, Mystics game. Yeah, I was watching Mystics. So, yeah. so um, I, I did like those scenes. Um, I, at the end, where um, I won't say uh, won't spoil, spoil, but there's the scene with Brian Searcy um, where he's just just lining people up and just punching them in the face. I just I like that. That's I a very just, bad thing. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's just I kind of like that scene, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's this, 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 most of the second half of the movie I did enjoy. Just, and, and most of the scenes there I enjoyed. It's just, like I said, it's, um, those are a few I can just name off top. And, oh, um, every time Robin Gibbons gets pulled out by security, I just, just, just the, just the scream that it does and just his, re and Chris Rock's reaction to it, just every time it happens, it just gets me. I just chuckled every time I, I saw that. So. And Brad, I know you're going to get to the trivia now, but uh, another SNL alum is is attributed to that screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I will say this: I think of a, I think when 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 Maze is down in Texas doing a self speech, I automatically trigger back to Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yelling in front of the Alamo. Yeah, yeah I, you know. I really appreciate too. Obviously, you know, Maze is supposed to be a DC alderman, which isn't a real thing in no. real life. But I just I appreciate the Marylandness of it. You know, uh, yeah. when you when we're first really introduced to Maze, um, they have some kind of B-roll shots. There's a, there's a close up of like a PG County phone book, and um, one of the security scenes, right? He's he's coming back um, off a flight, and uh, Morgan State is playing, the marching band's playing, and Robin Gibbon Robin Gibbons rolls up in uh, in there, so. You know, that's 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 good stuff. I, I enjoy that. So, in fact, it, that's the thing in my head. Like, the marching band is playing the uh, marching band version of the Nate Dog song in the beginning. Like, bah, 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 you know. So it's just, yeah, it's it's a good soundtrack, and uh, you know, we're just kind of ping ponging here. But um, yeah, I, I was happy when uh, I'll be sure got played in the in that song. Um, so uh, that's my favorite. I'll be I'll be sure song, buddy. Um, using Nate Dogg as the Greek chorus, that is yeah. perfect. That sets up everything. I mean, you know, and for, you know, people, man, I think the whole Greek chorus thing, what are you talking about? People who've watched Hercules, the animated movie, should know the Greek chorus. And <laughs> Nate Dogg played it perfectly. And it really is true. Ice Cube said, well, at least on this case, that a hit ain't a hit until Nate Dogg sings on it. So it's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, well, that's not what we mentioned. I mean, Nick Searcy, yeah, he plays um, he plays the vice president. Yeah. You know, he's been vice president for eight years. And I, I got a quick he's question. A, you know, he's a war hero and he's cherished on cousins. Quick question on that. Is he supposed to satire like a real politician? I think he's just supposed to be a generic okay. politician. I mean, is this because uh, I didn't know if it was like George H.W. I don't know if they were supposed no. to satire on that. I think he's just generic. Because, I mean, he was, he was pre vice president for Reagan. He served in the military. I mean, I, I don't know if he's famous. It's famous. just a composite white guy. Okay. Could be mixed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> could be mixed so. between H.W. Bush and Gore. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. God bless America. And, and the no one else. Yeah. No one else. The billboard sign. I didn't notice that. The oh, first yeah, go yeah. Yeah. yeah, but when I watch it again, and then okay, this is going to be a theme throughout, and of course, because that's the line we always say. Of course, we we can't say it when we're on foreign trips because yeah. uh, I, I, you know, it crossed my head a couple of times when I was on a cruise, and I'm like, no, nope, probably shouldn't say well, that. Well, it's you know, it's it's funny. I guess you're right too, and uh, he really does kind of play the clueless politician because he's like, who is this guy running against me? He's like, 
you know, that's Mays Gillian. He's the alderman. He's like, what happened to James? Like, James died, sir. He's like, what? <laughs> when? He's like, a few months ago, sir. He's like, what? <laughs> that part and um, go ahead, go ahead, Earl. I was going to say, the only thing that still reminds me of that stealthy line in Chappelle's show, where Dave Chappelle does the reparations one where he talks about, hi, I'm Chuck Taylor. Someone so died in his sleep last night. <laughs> I mean, he said this so he said this so so straight and earnest that you're, you're already looking at him in the face and the makeup and everything that you just forgot a guy just said a newscaster died in his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, well, if you, if, you know, if you can't stop laughing, you say, man, that's some dark stuff because the guy just died. I mean, the other the other Nick Searcy scene that I like, and he's low key, you know, he's always a good character actor. We were just talking about uh, Justified on the last episode. And, you know, he's um, Timothy Olyphant's boss in that. And he's been around for a long time. And, uh, yeah, the other scene is uh, after they've harassed him into, uh, they're trying to get him into that's that another, debate. That's another real good scene. And, uh, and they're just like, I'm not like, you know, his, his, uh, his main guy's like, we need to debate him, sir. And it's like, why? He's like, yeah. he insulted your mother, sir. He's like, <laughs> and then his mom comes up. He's like, you got to talk to me like that. Right. Smacks smack yeah. to the face. So. And the mother's butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so. The fight gag was worth every bit of it. Yeah. So. And even the lead up to that's hilarious. Yeah. Just like, he's, he's changing the channel. It's like on every t every channel. And so, so yeah. So I, I, that was another scene that I really did enjoy the whole lead up to it. So yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, there's some playful um, that I just feel are kind of wasted and some jokes that haven't aged as well. I think um, mm -hmm. uh, Stephanie March as the uh, director of internal liaisons, <laughs> yeah. um, or as Brad is titled yesterday, <laughs> a night friend. Brad called him, Brad called her a night friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to keep I try to keep it PG. Trying to keep it PG. Just you don't know you don't know the audience. I mean, so but he's like Maze Gillian's night friend. <laughs> uh, in, all, in all seriousness, that, that was a really bad yeah, storyline. Yeah, it took yeah. away it's supposed to, it's all funny, but that was just too cheap and easy. Yeah. But, but I mean I enjoyed, you know you're right, Earl. I, for me anyway. I just, it didn't really have a slow part. Um, and I just the small things I enjoyed when Maze's like, okay, this is my campaign now. And like, you know, they take down the photos of Reagan and they put in like AI. I said, I don't understand it. Who's the other guy? It's like, uh, <laughs> It's like a photo. They put down the other photos. It's like Alan Iverson, there's somebody else. I can't remember. Was Muhammad Ali? Jerry Rice. For some reason, I feel like a Jerry Rice, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's either like Ali or Jerry Rice or whatever. Yeah. I, I, you know. That, that's that's good stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, can I mention one thing? And I know it'll probably be mentioned in trivia, but his scene when he's in Chicago doing the stump speech, or he turns off the the teleprompter, yeah. and he's like, you know, kids are dumb. He says four plus four forty four, and you hear someone <laughs> in the crowd say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's a great line. Or um, yeah. they're like, uh, they're like, you know, these guys are in your pocket. Like Bernie Bernie Mac just whips out a knife. He's like, yeah. Like I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, oh, the, the guy yelling, "Get your hand in my pocket!" That is a reference <laughs> to what happened at the Malcolm X assassination. Right yeah. before it happened, somebody's yelling, "Get your hand out of my pocket!" Yeah. And then, and you know, that's interesting. A nod I didn't even notice that until again looking into trivia myself because I was curious. I mean, there, I mean, just some of those 
Chris Rock throwaway lines are great. Um, what's the other one? It's like, my credit's bad, man. My credit's so bad. They won't even take my cash. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, that, but like for everyone with that, there's ones that I, I kind of would agree with Brad where, you know, he's talking about, um, you know, the drinking age. He's like, hey, nubby. Like, uh, yeah. like you know, yeah. like, yeah. That's like a little. That's yeah. a little. Now, who is it that played his actual his girlfriend? Uh, Tamala Jones. Tamala Jones. What else was she in? She's uh, in uh, Bradshaw. She's in Castle. She's uh, she okay. played like a medical. Um, it's like a medical examiner. Yeah, right? medical examiner. So. She's been around. She's been she in the show. She was in the show with Tracy Morgan, yeah. I believe. Wait, wait, what was that? What was that role? He, she and Tracy Morgan played like a husband and wife in some sitcom. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was a Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sitcom. She's yeah. She's she's like a. No, known for the booty call, booty call. Yeah. the wood, kingdom come, the brothers, uh, what men want, uh, yeah. Yeah, Veronica. So Spalding. basically, yeah. the, the black she's woman circuit for the, yeah, for the yeah, yeah. She, no. she does a lot of TV. She's yeah. I mean, she for what they gave her, she was good. I mean, yeah. oh, so yeah. they, they, didn't, they didn't give her much. But oh, that, that scene yeah. when they're all sitting there yeah. and you say, "Can you it back to Martin?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was very funny. Yeah. Well, no, she she does have a she does uh, she does have a role, I think, because she's the one who kind of keeps it grounded and she keeps yeah. Chris Rock grounded even yeah. you know because like the first time he tries to pick up on her you know when she was working the catering <laughs> job I mean she knows that he is the president nominee and she's like yeah. ah, so what like, yeah, then, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm working you can't bother me I'm yeah, still exactly. trying to do something and you know it's I, I I appreciate that I mean you know what's good about this movie is you know, I think we've discussed like Chris Rock's uh, acting limit is limited sometimes. Mm-hmm. He has limitations, but yeah. you know, okay, he recognizes that, and he's like, okay, so what? I'll 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 bring in Dylan Baker and Lynn Whitfield and as my like serious guys to to bounce me out, and then Bernie Mac mm-hmm. is uh you know for put me over the top for Outrageous. the funny part, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, it's cast well, it's mm-hmm. cast well, yeah. R- Robin Gibbons is kind of a wild card, but yeah, um. Do you think she stole? Do you think that was a purposeless homage? Purposeful homage, uh, Keith. Um, the last in the last couple of minutes, mm-hmm. when uh, Chris Rock is driving the bus and and um, Robin Gibbs is chasing after, her and she runs into that yeah. car. It's yeah. like uh, almost famous, it right? Was. Yeah, yeah. I think there's no there's many illusions in this movie. I yeah. think it's not on purpose. Rock's, Rock's a smart guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, and I'm you know I'm amazed that this was a DreamWorks movie. They let him do this, yeah. and I don't think he held back at all. I mean, except for there could have been more foul language in it. Yeah. But this was, was this was pure rock. You yeah. don't think he held much back. Yeah, I was kind of surprised there wasn't as mm-hmm. much foul language as it was. I mean, it was there was some, but I mean, I was surprised on that. But what do okay? Like, what are we missing, Earl? I know there's some. Other, I know you have some notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Yeah, you have I have some about? notes. Um, I will say this: there's a couple of contradictions because let's be honest. No election has come down to California in a very, 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 yeah. very long time. Yeah. That's one. I know you're playing out for dramatic effect, but, you know, California would have been over and done with regardless. Because no matter how many people come out of their 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 um, their uh, their neighborhood, their suburbs, and I can't even think of the word because it was on the top of my head. I think of that. Uh, uh, Developments. No, we're no, we're, we're remember the Blizzard Man thing where Tim uh, Tim McGraw's playing the agent. And he says, "Where are you? What kind of neighborhood are you in?" I can't think of what he was. You know what I'm talking about. I can't think of the word. Brain is uh, my brain's on the fritz, but I'll I'll, I'll come back to that. Um, okay, there's another contradiction. So how is it that 
people are dancing the hot in here, doing the electric slide, crip walking. Yeah. But how do you not understand the reference to the roof is on fire? Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I can. I, I honestly plausibility. You never know who whose background will tell you what. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can't assume nobody knows how to crip walk. But you don't understand the roof is on fire. That that's what gets well, that sort of. I, I would say I, I will play I will play the devil's advocate, and I would say that all you have to do is have one person be panicky, and then everyone will everyone yeah. will run out yeah. for that. So. Well, you, they said they said the magic word fire. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Somebody yells fire, then things yeah. are things are going to go high wire. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah what did you think of that scene, Brad? I just know it was. No. Yeah, I just. I don't know. I think come believability kind of like left long ago on that scene. So I just, I don't know. I just, I mean, it's kind of funny, but it, it is probably for most people would be funny. I just, I couldn't didn't see much in it. I, I, I ch- maybe I chuckled a little when the, they started running out of there. People were getting run over or whatever, but nah, it's, it was all right. I mean, Earl, what did you think of the crib bought liquor scene? I like that really stuffy executive. He's like, yeah. oh, yes, I'm willing to do this for you. You know, you know. <laughs> I do no such thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that is uh yeah, that is a scene. Well, you know, it doesn't stick with me as much as some of the other parts, but you know, that is a nice that's a nice little throwaway line, you know. It just like <laughs> Just like mama used to make. Who's mama? Not my mama. But um, <laughs> I will say this. Um, oh, I'm looking through my notes of what we haven't talked about. Um, a lot of lines, you know, the whole thing where he's like, oh, you're running for president. Of what? The United well, States? Yeah. Of what? Yeah. America. Which America? Which America. <laughs> North America. Yeah. That, that's a good one. Oh, I, um, I forgot. We forgot the Patrice O'Neill cameo. Yeah, 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 Patrice R.I.P. R.I.P. Patrice O'Neill, right? I think yeah. he passed away yeah. too. Yeah. He's like him, Reggie Cathy, and um, yeah, Reggie Cam, man, everyone. Yeah, you're right, Reggie. Oh, Cathy. I forgot Keith David's cameo too, even though he yeah, barely. Did. Did. Yeah. He's like nice car. He's like, yeah, man, I got it for a song in the repo, man. <laughs> um, I will say this. Um, of course, them using me and my girlfriend multiple yeah. times by Jay Z and Beyonce. If it didn't remind me of how tired I was of the song in 2003. Um, <laughs> but it is funny. Looking at the movie from when I was 20 to at 37 now, which again, so it's just so crazy that it's been 17 years. It's like, yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff is a lot more meaningful. Um, I mean, because what I, my first election was in 2000 was actually 2000 2004 yeah 2004 my first elect first presidential election vote was 2004 and um yeah it's just crazy i didn't think think about it tanya i just took it for what is a funny movie but um yeah i mean it, it is very different when you look at it now especially what's going on now and just the insanity of <laughs> how this is actually a a break from me every day, but yeah. um, oh, I will say there's another cameo that some people may not know unless you really listen enough and you're big into like TV and voiceovers. Uh, Burton Richardson, the for, the famous announcer of the Arsenio Hall show, was pretty much doing the radio voiceovers. Oh, he was okay. I like crash. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, we I return to this Jay Z song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much yeah. 
<laughs> well, there's um, you know, like again, the the Marylandness of it. Um, I I miss his cameo, but he's listed on IMDb. Um, Stan Stovall, right? Who was was what was he? WBAL. Uh, he was. I think at the time he was WMAR. Then he went to WBAL. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like the I felt like the other lady who is on TV a lot was like Deborah Wiener. But I looked, it's not. It was just some other. It's just she's an actress uh, person. Um, so, but yeah, you get to your point. You know, it's funny. It's just with time, right? Um, you know, with satire, a lot of times when they film it they play it up to be exaggerated, right? Um, you think about The Simpsons, I think about the Good Morning Burger. When it when that episode came out in 1992, it was like, oh, this burger has ham and bacon and a fried egg. We're like, man, that's gluttonous. And now we're like, that's right. And that's a Tuesday. Yeah, the same thing. You're like, you know, maybe when we were in 2003, we're like, man, this thing is outrageous. Like, it, it could never be like this. And now, unfortunately, it kind of is like this yeah. a little bit. But, you know, uh, credit to Rock, though, you know, movies that are supposed to be cool satires that are much too serious, like yeah. Wag the Dog, yeah. Bulwark, they're just not funny. And this one, this one, even when it misses, the laughs just, or he keeps trying throughout. And yeah. I appreciate most of it hits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the debate scene, I think the key scenes in this movie um, obviously, the debate is a big one, mm-hmm. and um, I, you know, I'm just thinking. I mean, that has to be the centerpiece. I don't know if there's because the rest of the scenes are kind of even. They're like, well, the, the school, the school scene is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a pivotal for the movie. I mean, sure. I'm glad. I'm glad they made it a you know weapon found in school, not a school yeah, shooting. Yeah. That would have been beyond the pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. when he when that when he goes up and hugs that poor little girl, it's, yeah. it's, it's just a really funny. Scene. We should get a girl and a guy, right? So <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I feel like I don't, I'm not being sexist or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you, know. uh, you were talking about the debate. I think of what uh, Dylan Baker when 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 Chris Ross talking about of Amateur Night of the Apollo. He ran, rattles everything off. He just says, "Oh no!" It's yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> And I think about it, and I'm like, you know, he, he's not wrong. He yeah. is definitely not wrong about that. I actually have a poster of Hall and Oates at the Apollo. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Apollo, Maxwell. Where was it? The Thomas There's Pat- a rock wall, Count Heights Affair, Shalimar, yeah. um, James Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Hall and Oates. Yeah. Hall and Oates. Uh, and that's why I did the, the FUBU joke, right? Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. What's this? <laughs> I was like, I didn't even argue that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because, like, like FUBU, I mean, I guess FUBU's still around, but, like, yeah, it's not maybe. relevant yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I like that. I always enjoy the, uh, like, vote for me in 2K4, you heard? Like, I, you know. <laughs> wow. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What else? What else? Um, you know, we mentioned Robin Gibbons. We mentioned mm-hmm. Dale Baker and Lynn Whitfield. Bernie Mac, obviously. I think, yeah, you're right. Bernie Mac just he he steals the movie. Basically, totally once, he, once he becomes yeah. vice president, uh, it's pretty much his movie. Um, like I said, I like Nick Searcy. Um, who else? I mean, Tamala Jones is all right. Mario, jo- well, Mario Joyner really doesn't do anything. No. He's well, just there. For Wire fans, he gets some scratch off tickets. They do them less, but for Wire fans, Clark Peters is, yeah. that, uh, is the uh, guy pushing the demo. Yeah, and the of first course, one. Uh, yeah. Of course, Malik Carr is just just, just, just there. leaning against the truck. Just happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, Ben, for an aside, FUBU is actually a thing. It still sells in South Africa, Japan, China, Saudi Arabia, and Korea. <laughs> I noticed so. you haven't seen United States, though. Yeah, well, it has pulled out of the U.S. market. Oh, okay. So, yeah, okay. There you go. So. I mean, David John's making a whole bunch more money doing other stuff instead of FUBU. It's not. 
not for us anymore, I no, guess. No, no, <laughs> it's for somebody else. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it still works in South Africa, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. You know the old saying, "Hey, does it play in Peoria?" <laughs> this is Peoria, I guess. But I don't know what else. Um, uh, you know, I mean, the other thing too is um, this movie's short, so it's not yeah, like um, yeah, that's that. Yeah, I was kind of glad it was short-ish. So, but I, and and you know, it's um. It's timely we watch this. I don't know if you noticed this too, Earl. I think, um, you know, we all, I, I assume we all watched it free on, uh, it was on Tubi for a long time. And um, I think they just pulled it Sunday. Like, I think November 1st was the, because I went to watch it again today and it um, it's not available anymore. So we, we just wow. got right under the wire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just by, by sheer luck, just searching through Tubi. Oh, this movie's here. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> and boy, did it come at no better time. Who knows? Maybe it'll show up on Netflix or something like I that. Or so. I, 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 I mean, I like this movie. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. Um, what else, Earl? What else do you want to talk about? Um, I, I, like I said, the the um, one of my favorite songs came from this soundtrack, and it's uh, a DJ Quick and High C. Let me know. That's one of my favorite ones. It's a mix of uh, a lot of you know, a lot of uh, G Funk, a lot of uh, Zapp and Roger, and a lot yeah. of West Coast. Yeah, and and that that's one of, that's become one of my uh, favorite songs that is now on my playlist when I play MLB the Show because that you know the song kicks and and you know a good I think any old school music enthusiast would at least like it or at least appreciate it because it's got the two two to three best things you can have an old school G funk and and uh, the voice box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean the, the soundtrack. I mean it's very it's funny. It's um, timeless but also very two thousand three. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like the. No. Jay Z Beyonce song, and yeah. you know, but Nate Dogg is forever, you know, RIP. But um, Brad, I'm sorry, you you were you, I think, yeah, well, no, you up. just you just said put under the wire, and I was like, is that sort of like a uh, wordplay for because there's a lot of people from the wire oh, no. there? So <laughs> I to, yeah. I was like, did you do that on purpose or not? I but, think, well, uh, you know what, because I guess they were just available, you know, the wire, I think, was just finishing up maybe season three and obviously they need a lot of skilled guys to film in dc and maryland and all that and you know it was filmed in part of it was filmed in baltimore and sykesville and annapolis so i mean yeah so why not it must be it was easy money yeah. it was funny because uh keith i know you watch uh i know you are a big fan and earl brad i don't know how much you watch it but like clark peters is usually a very kind of like not stodgy but he's a very not He's he's like a mentor. He's very, but he's like he's the guy who's pushing the mixtape. And he looks so young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Clark Peters now is, yeah. you know, so uh, great. He's a great beard. Elder statesman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Delaney Williams, who um, you know, uh, the, the monster. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and all that, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the other thing too. You mentioned Lynn Whitfield before. I just. Uh, it just really watching this really just gave me a, a, like a reappreciation because I think everyone knows her from Josephine Baker, but mm-hmm. you're right. I don't think she works as enough as uh, as she should really. Okay. But, you know, I mean, some people would say they know her from a thin line between love and hate, and that all depends on the audiences who've seen those movies. Um, you know, yeah, anybody who's seen Thin Line Between Love and Hate uh, would definitely know her character, and that, those were huge. Uh, and that's a huge, I guess, twist from the character she played in that in that movie. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think yeah, definitely uh, Lynn Whitfield, Dylan Baker, pretty much the supporting cast is, is great because they really help prop it up. And like I said, Bernie Mac. What more can be said about what uh, what he did in that movie? I will say this: 
for a while, especially in the early 2000s, they have been banning about movies about a black president and, you know, you're Chris Tucker. I don't think Chris Tucker would have been the fit for this movie, no. uh, fit for a movie like this, or or I don't know if his would have worked in any way. I, I know we talk about uh, we talk about uh, Dennis Haysbert uh, and we talk about um, and Morgan Freeman and we talk about all, all the other actors who have played a black president, but um yeah, I just couldn't see Chris Tucker doing something like this. It doesn't, he wouldn't have fit. I don't think there's anybody who could have done this. Maybe, I mean, who knows? I, Chappelle would have been a reach, maybe. Um, <laughs> I, you know, everything else would have been played so, so much for laughs. I don't know where you could go with I don't know where else you could go with this. I mean, he played Black Bush well, but uh, Dave Chappelle did, but I don't think it would have been the same as what we saw in Head of State. You mentioned you mentioned Morgan Freeman, and it reminded me, you know, Morgan Freeman was uh, president in the last two uh, um, Olympus Has Fallen type movies. Um, but remember, they had, that, uh, they had that movie White House Down, and uh, I forgot Jamie Foxx was actually the president in that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. He might have been able to, he might have been yeah, able to straddle that line you're talking about. <laughs> you know, I think he would have been more serious. I mean, yeah. I feel like when he gets on the screen, he hardly does anything funny anymore. And I'm not saying that and he's not funny. It's just it seems more it leans yeah. towards dramatic roles than it would be anything comedic. Maybe except to what? Uh, 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 oh, horrible bosses. That that's the, maybe the last time I saw something where he is he is being funny and I laugh at it because everything else is so serious. Now you're right. You're right. I think um, he's a little bit he's a little bit like that in White House now, but not really. And I think they play up a couple. I don't know. There's a couple of stereotypes or whatever like that. I just like, eh, <laughs> that's you're right. You're right. Uh, unless you did it sort of like the distinguished gentleman where he's just like a con artist running for president that maybe that would have been the only other way. I, maybe Eddie Murphy could, could pull yeah, something off. Like about Eddie in his prime? He probably could have done it. I mean, yeah, but I think, well, we'd get a lot more profanity. We'd get a lot more. I feel like it ended up being the distinguished gentleman and I, nothing wrong. <laughs> that movie is all right. But I mean, I think we'd have been a lot more bonkers than, uh, than what head of state turned out to be. Well, Maze also has to be kind of innocent and play, yeah, play right. and you know play kind of low key, especially for Chris Rock. And you're right, yeah. everybody else would have stolen the spotlight. So you're right, um, you're right. That's what um, they say. You know, Lynn Whitfield uh, or no uh, Bob Arnett, the Bob Arnett character is like, well, he has to be a man of the people, and he needs to be kind of yeah, like pure in that way, and like unsullied by uh, politics um, and you know the the machine and the game so yeah. I don't know how much Ali Leroy had to do with this but he gets the writing credit half the writing credit for it and you know I'm sure you watched it Earl he's creator of Everybody Hates Chris which uh, Rock and I love that too so you know I don't know if he I know Rock directed it I think he and he and Ali Leroy got uh, shared the screenwriting credit so I guess it was equal I don't know. But, yeah, yeah well, I mean I you know what would have been interesting I would have liked to see if what I, I mean, and I know this man's name is Poison now, but seeing what he did with Chris Rock's talk show, I would have been interested to see how Louis C.K. would have directed the movie. I, I mean, he, I mean, he was pissed about Pootie Tang and the way they, the studio messed that up. But I think if he could have done something like Head of State, I think he would have put another uh, his own spin on it. It would have had a little more bite to it. And you're right, Louis C.K. is um, dead, dead to everybody. But 
He would have been really good with this at the time. I thought you were going to say Bill Cosby. No. <laughs> no. That's where I was leaning two towards. I was like, is he going to say Bill Cosby? No, no, no. I, I would say this. There's only two people I think who could probably do a very good satire. And maybe uh, the only other person other than Louis C.K., I would have said Bobcat Goldthwait, but that his would have been too dark. So <laughs> people, people sleep yeah. on Bobcat Goldthwait as a, as a good uh, – director because he, he can he can do a lot of stuff but his stuff seems to be a lot more dark than than anything else you know yeah. I, was just, I was just looking at the imdb and um i enjoy how tracy uh tracy morgan's character is just credited as meat, meat hustler, hustler yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, well if um and we've said all we need to say. We maybe we should transition to um, some Rotten Tomatoes and trivia and stuff like that. Brad, you got that? I do have it. Uh, critics and audience, uh, do we want our guests to go first? Yes. Uh, Earl, you want to do the guests? Oh, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I'll say sixty-three percent. For you do do fans and then critics. Um, sixty-three. I'll say fans. I'll say seventy-two percent. Critics, sixty-three percent. All right, uh, Keith, take a crack. I'll do. You're right. I had it backwards. Do critics first. I think critics are going to be pretty harsh. They're, they're really harsh on comedies. I'll yeah. go no higher than low 50s, 52. All right, fans. I think girls got it right. I'll go 75. Okay, you know. uh, I'll I'll uh, go prizes right style on Keith. I'll go 54 <laughs> percent for the critics. Because I think like Ebert actually, I think Ebert actually gave it three out of four stars. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and um, I mean. The three out of the four of us gave it uh, liked it, so I'll say seventy five percent for uh, for audience. Well, if we're gonna stay with the Price Is Right theme, you all would have been over. Oh, really? Critics thirty yeah. percent. That's one hundred twenty mm. reviews. See, people, people are just so wrong. So, I mean, comedy, kind of satire. They yeah. hate. You know. Audiences forty seven percent. That is that's that is that is fifty five thousand eight hundred eighty six reviews. Mm. So, so those people are gonna those people vote for Brian mm. Lewis. <laughs> we didn't even know who, Brian, who is Brian Lewis's running mate. We didn't even know that. No, there's so many questions. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's a those are the rotten tomatoes. Um, you got some trivia. Yeah, I do have some trivia. Yeah. Um, part of the presidential debate is a verbatim repeat of Monty Python's argument sketch from Monty Python's Flying Circus, <laughs> the Money Program. So, doesn't say which part, but I'm assuming it was the beginning. I think Rock's beginning part, I believe. Um, not sure on that, but uh, um, not sure how true this is, but I'll read it anyway. Uh, Tina Fey was one of the five uncredited writers who did a rewrite on the script. I, mean, I can so, see that. I mean, they're all, they're all SNL. Yeah. You know, they're all yeah. in the same uh, universe. Um, Chris Rock got the idea for the story from the 1984 Walter Mondale, uh, Geraldine A. Farrar <laughs> ticket, in which the Democrats thought that uh, since they had no shot of winning against Ronald Reagan slash George H.W. Bush, they might as well make a historic first so they can uh, win support from the next election. So the, the historic being... Um, that makes it even smarter. Yeah, yeah. Farrar winning uh, the first uh, woman vice president. So um, In 1999, actor Chris Tucker, I know Earl mentioned this earlier, Chris Tucker was working on a project called Mr. President, which had a similar premise to head of state. Tucker did quite a bit of research um, and consulted... Um, people including Bill Clinton, Nelson Mandela, and Jassy Jackson. Uh, the movie was scrapped partially due to Barack Obama winning the election in 2008. <laughs> so, 
Um, that's all I got. Poor Chris and Chris Tucker falling out of obscurity or uh, going into seclusion with his money. That That's the other reason. Yeah, I, I have the Wikipedia page, and here's the wrestling thing, and you know that someone just wrote it because it doesn't have punctuation. It's just somebody who's really into this. He said, in the scene where Gillian makes an appearance for TNA Wrestling, BG James is holding that NWA, uh, yeah, NWA World Heavyweight Championship, a title he has never won. That's it. That's it. That's, <laughs> title he has that's, never won. that's how they're just so. <laughs> that is brilliant. Well, yeah. if, you're, if, you're, if you're a wrestling fan, you know sometimes that title gets stolen yeah. from. I mean, yeah. he might have took the title away from probably at the time Killings, I yeah. think, and uh, might have yeah. just had it. And then yeah. looks, yeah. Look, so I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, oh, that sounds plausible, right? That just BJ James just took it from him, so. No, I mean, but then Jeff Jarrett, but yeah, wasn't it was wasn't BG James getting stomped too? So maybe it was Jarrett. Yeah, they were all stomping. They were all stomping Maze. Yeah, they're all they're all stomping Maze. Yeah, uh, poor Maze. He's uh, he's getting the short end of the stick there. So um, the other one too that they have is just um, you know uh, it's an interesting note, um, and you can tell the time period too because um, you know the jersey. I don't know if you noticed that Earl, but the jersey that. Uh, Maze wears it's got the fun bird on there, which I think what they only used for like one year, but uh, that was a film prior to the Orioles Blue Jays game at Camden Yards August 24, 2002. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because they didn't change, they changed every, they, I mean, they went back to white jersey, orange letters at home in 04 yeah. when Mazzilli became the manager. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's a little jersey history uh, sure. in there as well. All right, all right. Well, um, I think. I don't know. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any um, final thoughts, Earl, before we uh, wrap this thing up? Yeah. Um, okay. The debate scene has to say was far better than any of the two presidential debates we saw in October. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the fight scenes between Bernie Mac and Chris Tucker. Those, I mean, Chris uh, Chris Rock were funny. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'm gonna tell him out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. If anybody who's a sibling, you you know that anytime something happens, the first thing you know, someone's gonna say, I'm gonna tell him all, and then well, you know, all of a sudden. In Chris Rock's defense, he did get thrown into a table. So. <laughs> Which broke. Yeah. A glass table. Yeah. yeah. It was a glass table. So I'm going to tell him, oh, you better not. So when you think when you're younger, it's like, and you start seeing him make that face of pain while they're about to cry, like, you're telling the shit. Come down. Because you know you're going to get in trouble. Since you hadn't seen it before, Earl, I mean, I'm Earl, I'll point this way. Since yeah. you hadn't seen it before, Brad, yeah. what do you think the first time? So Bernie Mac gets in there, and the first yeah. thing he does is punch Chris Rock. What do you? What do you like? What was your reaction? There? I was like, okay, they're brothers. I was yeah. like, I, saw, <laughs> I can see. Okay, I, um, I'm trying to remember. Was it a was it a punch to the face or a gut? I think he gets a gut. Okay, yeah, that's definitely a brother thing. If they went for the face, then. I would say they hate each other, but a gut would be sort of be like a sort of like a love cat. Type but I think thing, the so. train, though. I think someone. I think when he gets on the train, one of the two punches the other guy in the face. It's like a jab. It's I a think jab. Rock. I think yeah. Rock punched um, Bernie Mac in the uh, face. Okay. I think yeah. so. If, I'm trying to remember, but I think that's how it went. So, yeah. so I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but Rock got punched first, didn't he? In the train. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Rock got punched first. So. Receiving end, you could do like a jab, like you said. So I, I could see that. So would any of you wear the Bernie Mac lime green suit that no. he wears coming no, on the train? No. You know, I, I mean, I would. I mean, I'd give it a shot. <laughs> I mean, I'd give it a shot. If I, I mean, pull it off, maybe, but I can't. Well, we're off. we're already one step away from that. For every time somebody watches Family Feud, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is the same. That's that's right. Well, I mean. 
you know, I mean, Bernie Mac was uh, with Steve Harvey on the Kings of Comedy tour. They probably have same mm-hmm. same yeah, dress, uh, same dress stylist yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. you know, they they, they shop around and all yeah. that. So, but um, I'm trying to think of anything else before we wrap it up. I mean. Other than trying to find the single, the, the whole intro, the whole song from Nate Dogg and DJ Quick, the intro, the theme and everything, it's very hard to find. I you want have to the, find that on YouTube, uh, and even then it's even tougher to find. I want the I want the Morgan State version of that song, yeah. the Nate Dogg song. There, actually, in that in that version, there is that little intro with the band playing, playing that. Um, yeah, I mean, you have to find it, but it, it is there, and if I can find the link, I'll let you know about it. Um, skimming through all my notes. Oh, there was a line. I think an IMDb said that the security, the screen for security, that was Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Yep. Adam Sandler. Yeah. I did read that. So, yeah. And so, oh, once again, SNL. So, that's right. That's right. So, all right. All yeah. Right. Movie Greens had great memories. And honestly, with the election coming up, what better time was there to watch this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, Wag the Dog, Nashville, and this. All <laughs> well, you could have done an American president, too, if you wanted to. Well, we, well, we did. That night. Yeah, so. Well, I think it's, I mean, how do you say it's time? Because like, it's like an election, election. It's yeah. not, um, not you know, city, city, yes, it's not city yeah. president. And, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so, I don't know. Would you guys vote for Mays Gillian? Oh, maybe I'll leave it with that. Absolutely. Do you agree with Mays Gillian? I, I like his politics. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and they didn't go too much into all this other stuff. And platforms that everyone would most of the time i think would agree with i mean but you know it all depends um that's that's yeah i mean go ahead go ahead Earl. yeah i'd say yeah, yeah i vote and not like he says anything ridiculously controversial i mean i think that's that's my other favorite line too when he gets elected he's like mr president it's like mr vice president it's like you're like nothing's gonna happen to you. You know why? It's like why? Because like they I, they sure as hell don't want me being president. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, R.I.P. Bernie Mac. Yeah, I know. So, I know. Um, just um, you know, maybe next summer Earl, when uh, we have baseball, um, we have to do Mister Three Thousand. I think for sure. Uh, oh yeah, I'm all for it. Even spring training, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you ever seen that one? Yeah, I don't know. Mister Three Thousand. The one that Brad likes, Bad Santa. That's right. Yeah. 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 I have seen him bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, I haven't seen bad Santa. So. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. 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 R.I.P. Don Vitter. R.I.P. Mr. 3000 is it, it is a deeper cut. Yeah. Uh, and bad Santa. Well, I know a lot of people like bad Santa. Yeah. Oh, it's it's. I find it hilarious. I liked it so much. I saw the, the the sequel. Oh, terrible. I did too. And the sequel <laughs> was bad. Yeah, the sequel was way bad. So. Oh, the, the other one last thing. Um, this is probably do we agree is probably one of the better Chris Rock movies with headlines like this and maybe mm-hmm. top five. He did. He yeah, did. I think, and I think I love my wife was all right. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen that. He did one art house movie that's really funny. Called Two Days in New York. Oh yeah, that's Joel, right. Joel Joel Delby. Delby. Yeah, from uh, and, um, yeah, Beyond Before Sunset. It's 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 as funny as he gets, you know, because it's it's he's riffing on a, how he's married to this white French woman, and it's, yeah, yeah. it's even though she wrote it, he had a lot to do with it. It's really yeah, funny. What about his? Um, oh, sorry, go ahead, Earl. What about his take on the Saul franchise? Did that one come out yet? Or? Oh, no, it got no, delayed. It, will. it got delayed. Yeah. That's an interesting one. But speaking about his more serious roles, um, Keith, are you still watching Fargo with him? Um, oh, yeah. You, you watch Fargo, Earl? I have not. I, I saw he was on there. I'm like, wow. Uh, I was surprised. <laughs> it was really good. And yeah. Even if you haven't watched it in the past, you know, there's standalone storylines. 
And um, it's fantastic. I'm still watching it. It's a slow burn this time, but it's really good. Yeah. Um, the one the one time he was an action star, not good. With Anthony Hopkins. It was a it was a, a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. Bad Company or something. Bad Company, yeah. yeah. Bad, tr- some bad Trouble, something like that. It was Bad Company. You're right. It was Bad, bad Company. company. Not, not, I always keep mixing not, up with the rock group. No, <laughs> not, yeah, not, the rock not the song. Not the song. Not the album. Not, not the man. rock group. Uh, uh, the other thing, of course, um, my favorite rule of all time probably is Pookie uh, from New Jack City, which is another one we should probably do sometime. So. Man, I, I'll admit, I have not seen all of New Jack City. Uh, I have yeah. not... There's a lot of stuff. I mean, I'll admit when it comes to a lot of black movies, I don't I have not seen a lot of them. Oh, and, and Chris Rock has the best line in uh, Boomerang, too, where he's like, man, first the fat boys break up. Now this. <laughs> that's why, that's why. Oh, man, that movie I haven't seen in a long, long, yeah. long time. Yeah. That movie's full of characters, too. Eartha Kitt and uh, Grace Jones and uh, David Allen Greer's in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's oh, a pretty that's, Martin Martin's in there too. I mean, yeah, and uh, another guy, R.I.P. Um, um, Johnny Weatherspoon. Uh, so man, that's yeah. crazy. For some reason, I thought you were gonna say something like Roscoe Lee Brown or something, but <laughs> Roscoe Lee Brown's probably still alive. He's probably- <laughs> he died a long time ago. <laughs> he, he died a long time ago. But I just think of Roscoe Lee Brown. This it's like he's a character. He's a character actor where you think I think of this. He has this, you know, the accent. Uh, that like he's an aristocrat, but he's from yes. Jersey. That's yeah. that's the big surprise. Yes. Well, um, Earl, do you want to do? Uh, you want to plug your stuff, and then Keith can plug our stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. guess first. Okay. Well, thank you guys for this opportunity, and I really appreciate it. And I look forward to doing this again. Yeah. Coming up uh, on the next episode of the Sports Refuge Podcast, it's been almost uh, it's been a bit since uh, we've had one, but we're going to uh, put out a few in bulk. Uh, my first episode will be with my nephew Chaudry Johnson, where we talk about him being a three po- three three sport athlete, as well as uh, his time, really his. his being a diehard Lakers fan. Plus, we're going to follow that up, sort of like a doubleheader. Uh, the next episode will feature Corey Colick, uh, Christian Blake. Uh, Corey is also Chaldre's uncle, and and Thomas Banks, who will will have a discussion over the great R and B debate. Some of the um, some of the most unpopular opinions in R and B, including uh, we constantly just talk about. <laughs> Remember they did a song "Knocking Boots" at Christmas time. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> 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 oh H town, oh H town, we couldn't do anything. You know, we get into and the funny thing is we get into the subject. We start talking about artists and things like that and um you know uh r kelly and michael jackson and definitely stuff like that and how you separate you try to separate the artist from the art and and things like that and there'll be plenty of other discussions like that but in addition to that we'll be having a lot more coming down the pike we're gonna finally do our tv finally air the tv theme uh, uh countdown i know we were, i was thinking about doing it for the fall tv season but seeing that the networks never say when the fall tv season was supposed to start everything's just sort of coming on now it's like yeah. i don't even know that this is that's already started and everything else and like boom my, my dvr is already full yeah all right all right when um you know uh we're gonna have you on pretty soon i think um i think coming to america i think is gonna be a stream now so we need to have you on for that. And also one of the education, uh, you know, we're doing this uh, movie education of uh, Brandon R. Wilkins. R. Wilkins? No. Jay Wilkins? No. No. Boo. Boo. Well, it's yeah, a, yeah. 
No. It's Brad's Brad's movie education. One of them is Black Dynamite. So, uh, you know, you can be on there. Oh, so. I hope they finish the, tri- the trilogy. I hope they do Outlaw Johnny Black and then whatever. But I heard they were going to do under uh, Undercover Brother with uh, Michael Jai White, uh, oh, yeah. you know, being the sequel. Nice, nice. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but, you know. Mm-hmm. What right. do you hear Lincoln say about reading stuff on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> well, Keith, do you want to do our plugs? Absolutely. Uh, you can reach us at moviesandamealog at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Movies and a Meal, and you can get us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Okay. And this Sunday, we're going to record a tribute to Sean Connery. Sean Connery. The Rock. The Rock. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, So I'm going to wrap this episode up. Um, Again, we're recording this on uh, the eve of the election. Um, We're going to put it out either. It'll be either tonight or tomorrow morning. So if you're listening to it in that time period, if you haven't already, regardless of who, just make sure you vote. Um, you know, let's at least get the process uh, started. But um, for episode uh, 115, I'm Ben. Thank you. Brad. Peace. See ya. <laughs>